Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? To watch the free video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. In this series, I review a comic book for the cover, the interior art, the story, and the enjoyability of the book. There will be some mild spoilers, but please go off and buy the books yourself. Support your favorite creators by buying their works. This week I'm reading Radically Rearranged Ronin Ragdolls Number 1 from Kevin Eastman Studios. Well, if that title sounds familiar, it should... This is a loving parody or homage of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the classic independent black-and-white comic of the 80s that blew up into a global sensation. The radically rearranged Ronin Ragdolls owe a lot to the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. After all, those amphibians spawned a global empire of merchandise, cartoons, breakfast cereals, movies, and everything. Well, if you didn't know the history of it, they also spawned a cottage industry of turtle ripoffs in the 80s. They were all some form of three-adjective animal sort of thing in the 80s. They were all black and white. They were all uh, martial arts themed of various quality. There was, for example, the geriatric gangrene jujitsu gerbils. Very weird. There was the mildly microwave prepubescent kung fu gophers. That was another hilarious one, trying to capitalize on the turtle's wave. And most likely the most famous of all were the adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. What a time to be alive. You can figure out an animal, throw in three adjectives, put in a little bit of martial arts, and you could have had your very own Ninja Turtles epic. Well, the funny thing is that the comic in question, the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls, are 30 years too late. The heyday of that craze was in the 80s. But I applaud the book nonetheless for being released in the year 2019. Okay, cover art. Let's talk about that. There are, um, I think, eight covers. I got the Stan Sakai variant cover. So, kind of disappointing. Usagi Ojimbo is not in the book, actually, even though he is there fighting alongside the ragdolls, who I'll introduce in a moment. But Sakai's style is very nice, and it's kind of a, a callback homage as well, because... Uh, Usagi Ojimbo was in some Ninja Turtles comics and the cartoon shows, and it was a contemporary of the Ninja Turtles being released back in the years 83, 84 and such. So I got this variant cover. It's got a lot of action, it's reminiscent of the original sort of covers uh, with the titling and such. I'll give it a 4 out of 5. The creative team of the book is kind of interesting because first of all, the, the name of the book, um, it's preceded with Shane and Paul Bookman's Radically Rearranged Ronin Ragdolls. Okay, but then the actual credits. Created by Kevin Eastman and David Avalone. Story by Kevin Eastman and David Avalone. Script by David Avalone. 
Character Designs by Kevin Eastman, Ben Bishop, and Troy Little. Layouts by Kevin Eastman. Final artwork by Troy Little. And colors by Tommy Varga. So, uh, excuse my ignorance, but Shane and Paul Bookman, I'm sure I've heard of their names in the world of comics, but I just don't see them in the credits, except for their name above the title of the book? I don't get it. But what's really cool is that Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Ninja Turtles himself, co-created these mutated cats. Pretty fun and amazing. David Avalone does a lot of, of work in comics. He's done, for example, some of the recent Elvira books and such. Um, Troy Little has worked in Rick and Morty. So it's a, it's a good pedigree of creators. The interior art. Okay, um, the original Ninja Turtles and all of those uh, ripoffs from the 80s were all in black and white. So I would have loved to have the ragdolls also in black and white. But the interior art is great nonetheless, very bright and colorful, lots of action, great panel layouts. There's a wonderful shot very early in the beginning with the ragdolls bursting into the scene. Beautiful splash page, it'll make a great poster showing them in all of their ninja glory. Sorry, Ronin glory. Posing and anatomy is good. These are all, after all, uh, anthropomorphized cats as big, as tall as, you know, nearly the tall as, as a person. And uh, great expressions and coloring and scenery. Uh, it does feel a lot like the original Ninja Turtles. If you never read the original Ninja Turtles, I, I recommend go off and, and read the original just to see how it has changed over the years. It was a, a parody in the beginning of, of the Frank Miller aesthetic of the dark and gritty, you know, Daredevil and also Miller's Ronin work. And I get flashes of that original artwork style in this new generation. Again, it's very colorful, uh, good uh, staging in the book, great close-ups, beautiful computer colorization. Uh, it's got this sort of uh, somewhat of a watery watercolor effect. I'm liking the art a lot. Some of these layouts, like I said, uh, not just static panels. Some of them are rounded like a TV screen, like a camera viewfinder. Uh, there is a generous use of white space to give a sense of place and great sound effects that fill the scene. So I give the art a five out of five. The plot. Uh, this book serves a couple of purposes to show uh, a couple of adventures of the characters and then as a sort of like to be continued thing but it's self-contained enough sort of like the first issue of Ninja Turtles actually. A lot of people don't realize that Shredder died very early on. Spoiler alert. Um, and I don't want to spoil what's going on in this book uh, but it's pretty self-contained uh, as well. So the story is is interesting. It's these these cats that were basically experimented upon, and they were hit by gamma radiation and mutagenics, and um, they got mutated, and they became talking, walking, talking, um, uh, Ronin cats. Okay, ninja, samurai cats, whatever. And the funny thing is that they've got names of classic uh, anime and manga. Uh, characters, or not characters, but people. For example, there's the main character, or there's the narrator of the book Tezuka, named after Osamu Tezuka, the most uh, famous 
the godfather of anime, you would say the godfather of manga. There is also Otomo, named after Katsuhiro Otomo, creator of Akira. And then we've also got Miyazaki, named after Hayao Miyazaki, creator of Nausicaa, My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Sento Chihiro no Kamikakushi, also known as Spirited Away. So that's a funny throwback. A lot of the other uh, TMNT ripoffs also had names related to, uh, you know, four names of pop culture sort of things. And here we have these deep cuts in the names of the characters. Later on, there's also someone named Kirby and someone named Starenko. So I like those shout outs. And so I like the book, uh, the plot of it, in that it's self-contained. It it, uh, it kind of feels like there's two stories going on at once because there's the present time and then there's the past time where they reveal more of their origin. It feels like a long book, which is always good, you know, for the price of these things. Uh, this one was $3.99, uh, regular price, not so bad. But comic books kind of feel a little short nowadays, especially when they're full of ads. There's actually no ads in the book at all, so it's all story. 32 pages of story, which is very appreciated. So, uh, plot is enjoyable. It sets everything up, sets into motion future possible issues. Throwback to classic Ninja Turtles, or if you never experienced it, it's a nice take on it. So I give the story a 5 out of 5. And the enjoyability of the book, it's pretty high up there too. As I said, I liked the overall plot. I like how the characters are introduced. There's a lot of action. There's the backstory about where did they come from? Why are they out for revenge? Who's the big bad guy in the book? It has its own Shredder analog along with the Foot Clan. I'll let you read it on your own to fully figure that out. And so it was enjoyable. I like the art. I like the cartoony aspect of it all. I like the style of drawings. It's sort of my in my own wheelhouse. So overall, the book was enjoyable. It was a fun sort of look at a parody slash homage of the classic Ninja Turtles, which I missed the boat on the very first issues back in 84. My earliest issues date from around 88 and such. And I read the, the Archie books in the 90s uh, for a long time, uh, like two years or so. So it was uh, uh, part of my childhood and I watched the cartoons as well. So it'd be fun to have this uh, homage existing nowadays 30 years later. So I give it a 4 out of 5. So to recap, I liked the cover. I give it a 4 out of 5. The interior art a 5 out of 5. The plot a 4 out of 5. And the enjoyability also a 4 out of 5. I think the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls is a winner. So once again, if you'd like to see the free video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. This has been the weekly VM Campos comic book club. See you next week.